find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and left behind the baller. Yo, 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 y'all. <laughs> Episode 300. 300, y'all. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? What the fuck is up, BTB Army? Ladies and gentlemen, we are finally here. We have arrived. Episode motherfucking 300. We made it. And it's all because of you guys. Everyone listening right now, this 300 is for you. Like seriously, I'm extremely humbled, I'm grateful, you know, um, I stayed with it, we have been consistent, and of course there's so many people to thank, but this is truly a milestone, this is a trophy for me, this is a motherfucking trophy, like I cannot express how just geeked I am, right, to bring you another 3,000 episodes. Like, I really look forward to doing that. I'm going to continue this. I'm not going to stop. Yo, Behind the Baller is a lifestyle. The most unorthodox business podcast in the fucking world. Free game. You already know all that shit. And I've said this before, but yo, I've saved the best for later. And, you know, I've said this plenty of times. We are just getting started. I literally am just scratching the surface. Sorry for the somewhat soft voice. Um, I mean, this spot is big, but I don't want to wake my wife up. I got up super early. I watched the sunrise in this motherfucker, man. Yo, guys, thank you so much. Seriously, I am speechless. And like, a motherfucker like me loves to talk. So if I say I'm speechless, you already know the deal, okay? So guys, gals, let's fucking go. Yo, yo, what up, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast, coming to you live and direct from the beautiful city of Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Shit, wait a second. Baja, California? Yo, we just in this bitch. That's all I know. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. the Shank King, a.k.a. Old Boy, a.k.a. the Forrest Gump of Hip Hop, a.k.a. The Korean John Cusack, the Korean John Daly, the Korean Liam Neeson, the Korean Roy McAvoy, okay, aka Crazy Bear, aka the motherfucking Honey Roy Palmer of podcasting. Only some real deep 80s fucking film buffs is gonna know what the fuck that, 90s, what the fuck was that? It doesn't even matter. Big fucking shout out to the Dust Brothers because without them, there would be no behind the baller. This is a Dust Brothers production, which means what, guys? Yes, museum quality professional podcasting, and it is always, always recorded and edited in full high definition sound. Guys, what the fuck is really, 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 really good? (sighs) Man. Sorry for the delay on episode 300, 
but we got a lot to talk about, you know what I mean? In somewhat of a short time, um, I am on vacation, but this is, you know, I'm dedicated. This shit is for y'all, okay? So before we even get started, 300 episodes, man, okay? A lot of those episodes were solo on that ass, but I'd love right now, if you guys can just bear with me, I need to thank the supporters and the guests of this show, okay? So, Miles, can we get an air horn real quick? You know what I'm saying? We got to do a motherfucking roll call for all the guests and supporters of this show. Let's fucking start this, bitch. Shout out to Greg Yuna, Jordan Woods, Kevin Durant, Master Dynamic, Emily Oberg, Little B the Bass God, Quentin Jefferson, Austin Rivers, Dan Kang, a.k.a. Dan M.I., the billionaire, DJ Homicide, Kareem Biggs Burke, co-founder at Rockefeller Records, COO Rockefeller Records, Jeffo, Sherbinskis, George Lopez, Jimmy Boy, Jeff Staple, Alex Gintani, Fat Lace, Van Culture, Cole Harris, Timothy, Tracy Mills, Thundercat, Adam 22, Paul Jamil, Jordan Belfort, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wall Street, Aria Price, Aria was on this bitch twice, Jen Meyer, Tax Stone, Joe Vargas, a.k.a. At Hustler, Trax NYC, motherfucking Max Sue's been on this show four fucking times. I can't believe it my damn self. Ice-T, Rich Venezian, Lauren Sai, Omi the Hellcat, Mr. Checkpoint, Adriana Hahn, Jordan Shaktel, Norton, a.k.a. FaZe Rain. Shout out to FaZe Clan, motherfuckers. DJ Fluker, Glenn Big Baby Davis, Jock Peterson, Quandre Diggs, Scott Ferranda, Matt Belinsky, Solomon Drin, Freddie Gibbs, At Ballin, Credit 101, China Mac, William Lee, The Black Green Beret, Amanza Smith, Chris Leverage, Gary V, Coach John Beam, Tahani Abushi, Paul Rodriguez, a.k.a. P-Rod, Kana Walker. Kana Walker, by the way, guys. Yo, that's a real CEO. Not saying that one else is, but yo, she is the founder of House of CB. If you're, you got a girl, you got a wife, you ask her what time it is. Doing big things. Tom Green, Rich Kleiman, Washington Ho, Mo from Lawyers for Workers, Pomp, my man, Anthony Pompliano, a.k.a. Mr. Bitcoin, Kristen and Sandra, Jamal Adams, Michael Dixon, Hotep Jesus, Blake Jameson, Ballerbusters, Fousey Tube, or just Fousey, right? Dorothy Wang, MC Jin, Matt Gracia, Big Daddy Kane, Billy Marcus, a.k.a. the founder of Dogecoin, Edison Chen, Renee Montgomery, Kid Cuddy, Brian Berber, Cause, Mark Jacobs, Kim Kardashian, OGZ, MC Search, John Mayer, YG, Little Yachty, Kendra Lust, J Balvin, Diplo, Thatch Nguyen, two times Thatch motherfucker, Matt Kalish, or Matt Kalish, right? Eli Webbe, Kev King, Dejan from Soul Savvy, Riff Los Angeles, Josh D, Alex Choi, Pamela Grace, and Josh Richmond. God damn. 
That's a motherfucking list right there, y'all. And like I said, I went solo on that ass a lot. But right about now, I got to give a special, enormous shout out to Jordan Winter. You know, I love the fuck out of you, Miles Davis. I still can't believe that's your fucking name. Every time I think about it, it's just insane. And a big shout out for all the original music for 300 episodes from Lakey. Used to be formerly known as Lakey Inspired. I call him Lakey Lake. And for the theme song from Illegal Cartel. Last but not least, I need to thank Michael Rappaport. Rap, the motherfucking gringo, Mandingo, okay, a.k.a. Mr. New York. Without you, I may not have never put this microphone in my hands. So thank you for having me as a guest. Thank you for fucking introducing me to the Dust Brothers. This is fucking amazing. Guys, let's really start this show. So guys, um, since this show would really be nothing without you guys, I had to make it about you guys. I have five very special guests today. I picked five super followers from Twitter who are legit BTB Army soldiers. Okay, and I asked them BTB-related questions. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. But first, let's talk about my special guest that didn't happen. Because it's got to be talked about, right? Supposed to have Kim Kardashian. And that's not what I'm talking about. Because, you know, whatever happened and all that. I already said it in the last episode. But (sighs) got to give a shout out to Baller Busters. Baller Busters is a page that busts people. They've been a guest on here. And, you know, for anyone who's ghostballing, fronting, selling fake courses, scamming people, um, out there just doing bad, baller busters, um, they're like the most legit I've ever seen when it comes to calling people out. They do it in a different way. Um, They're actually lawyers. They um, are fucking amazing people. And I was fumbling trying to find a guest for 300. And I was like, I need to find somebody big. Like, I could have just been like, oh, Lil Uzi, you want to do something? Or John, I, it just wasn't like, timing is everything with me. And I'm going to get John Mayer on here. I'm going to get fucking probably ASAP Rocky. I'm going to get some people on here. But it was like, you know, who the fuck could stir some shit up? Got to be this dude, Andrew Tate, who two, three weeks ago, I never heard of the dude's name my entire life. In fact, the first time I heard his name was one of my employees, Key, at IF and Co. Him and this dude, Niall, who both work for me, they had said, yo, you got to get this dude, Andrew Tate, on the show. He's like Kevin Samuels times 100, and boom. And I kind of seen some shit, and then Full Send had him on. And I was like, oh, shit. This motherfucker's crazy, right? And it ain't like he's saying anything that hasn't been said before. And I don't know if some of it's an act or not. And, and I was, like, excited to ask this motherfucker the hard questions and really go out, dude. And the crazy part about it is there's a rumor about him saying that he's a child trafficker, that he has rape allegations against him, legal shit, he's um, on the run, he left the country for whatever. And I know he spoke about some of these things, but the thing about Baller Busters is they're international. They're not just a, you know, a California, New York, Atlanta, Chicago, whatever-based team. They're global. They work with fucking Interpol. They do the real thorough shit. And when people called me out, guess what? They're like, listen, you got to come transparent. You got to address this shit. The NFT stuff, everything else, whatever, boom. I ain't scammed nobody. I ain't lied to nobody. I never stole nobody from nobody. I never cheated anyone before. And they did a due diligence for me. They did due diligence for Andrew Tate. And they came out. I was like, yo, it's all cap. 
we asked, I interviewed a bunch of the fucking people in his course. People say shit all the time, like, yo, why you do this? Boom. People do a lot of things for different things, for different reasons, right? Why do you have super followers? I mean, really, to tell you the truth, for $3, and there's what, barely 400 people, whatever, and it's cool, I do it just to do something. If there was a dollar, I'd have did a dollar. $3, you know what I mean? It's really not a lot of money. You know, you subscribe, you have a lot more interaction, but the more important thing is you have access to me. Whatever that be, meet and greets, giveaways, other stuff like that, boom. I have a ton of shit that I need to give away because a lot of stuff gets sent to me. And even if it's cool shit, I don't care. I just have too much as is. But more so, it really is the keyword access. So they ran legal background checks. They ran other stuff, everything possible. I was like, this motherfucker really got some bread. Like, you really got a Bugatti? Bugatti posted this motherfucker, right? He don't just have a regular Bugatti, man. He don't just have a regular Chiron. I mean, this dude has a fucking five and a half million dollar Bugatti. Like, that's a different type of money. You know, him and his brother own casinos all through Europe. People are saying, oh, that's why he's Romanian. Kept... Yo, he was in Croatia. The motherfucker's in London all the time. He's all over the fucking place. Sure, he'll come to LA. I'm sure he ain't tripping, whatever. But more importantly, they debunk those rumors. Now, as far as some of the things that he said, you know, on podcasts and things, there's a page, forgot the dude's name, big voice for the transgender community, for the gay people, and much more. He did a call to action post saying that we need to get Andrew Tate off of social media, off everything, off Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the nine. We need to stop this dude from getting a platform, boom, whatever. And when I saw that post, I heard a couple things. And uh, Miles, can you play that clip real quick? You think that women are property. So I think my sister is her husband's property. I'm not saying anything new. I'm not saying anything which is really, truly even controversial. The whole world agreed that the woman belongs to the man when she decides to give herself to a man. Now, you know, one of the reasons why I have a podcast is because a lot of times things are taken out of context with how I leave a comment, when I leave, people are like, yo, why the fuck you leave a comment on this person's page? Do you realize I don't leave comments on people's pages that don't follow me, or I don't know, like, like we're, we're boys? And they'll be like a big celebrity. Go check the fucking person's page and see who the fuck they follow before. I'm, I'm not commenting on some motherfucking famous motherfucker I don't know like that. No, I just don't. But even things I say on here, the things that I tweet, it's easy to get shit misconstrued. I've said this many times. So on a podcast, you can understand my energy. You could hear me talk about it. I can cut it out right then and there. And a lot of shit people think is cap, whatever. That's cool, man. I address it if I can. When I can't, I can't. If I don't see it, you know, some days I see messages, some days I don't. And they're just stacked and stacked. Now with that right there, you know, man, and I'm not going against him. I'm just saying, look, I almost think that he don't even believe that way. And some people are built different. You know what I'm saying? Like he said things about why electric cars are coming and the reason why the government's doing this. And we see different beliefs with that and whatever. You know, um, I have different beliefs with women and it's fine. It's all good. I don't have any necessarily an opinion about dude, you know, really. But I was like, look, fuck cancel culture. I hate cancel culture. And you guys know that. If I had Donald Trump on this show, nobody was really going to take any money out of my pockets. People would have got mad, whatever. People would have listened. But I would have lost a dollar. I highly doubt it. So I went to my agent. I went to my attorney. I went to a few people. I asked 
a, a very, very powerful person from the gay community who I'm a dear friends with. And this, when I say powerful, I'm talking like this is icon level times a million, right? Put on everyone. I don't want to fucking begin. Like Virgil is like the grand godson of how many people above him inspired Virgil to even become who he is today. And when I talked to my my attorney slash business manager, he's like, the fact that you're even fucking saying this to me, Ben, scares me. So let me do a little digging and, and I'll find out. I was thinking at most six hours, three hours, four hours, whatever. Hits me back the next morning. And he's like, look, man, just because you said something, if you didn't say anything, you know, whatever, and thank God you did, I, you know, whatever. I wouldn't even know about it because he didn't listen to my podcast like that. And so, you know, we ran by my endorsements. I don't just make like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be transparent. I make millions of dollars from endorsements. I'm not talking about sponsors of the Behind the Baller podcast. I'm talking about me entirely as far as all my endorsements together. It's in the millions. 1.5 million at least was going to be taken away. Now, to some of you, though, be like, oh, man, fuck that. But again, I'm like, yeah, fuck that shit. It's not the fact that I don't want to fight the cancel culture. It's the fact that it's not my fight. Ain't a cop out nothing. You know, I'm at a different point in my career. If I was fucking 27, if I was 32, 35, I'd be like, fuck it, let's go. Let's do it. We're going to make this bread here. I'm not going to say I'm not going to make any money more. It's the fact that I'm almost 50 and I've remained this relevant. I've remained this strong and I'm going to keep going. And, you know, we're just going to keep this, this train moving and the whole Ben Baller brand is going to keep moving. But the fact that I'm pivoting into podcasting pretty much, you know, most of the time I'm playing a lot more golf and going into that world and transitioning there financially and doing other things way less to where they dissolve. When I'm on my retirement track, I'm not about to lose an M, let alone, you know, 1.5 million. I'm just not going to do it. Sorry. But I have to thank Baller Busters because they made it happen. They got it done. They got me next to Tate and the whole nine. And again, I don't hate to do anything, but it would directly align me, even if everything, if I was like, listen, dog, you're a piece of shit, man, fuck you, uh, you know, yo, bro, why you like this, why, you know, I would ask, you know, I don't think this dude gave a fuck about what I asked, and he didn't answer them, boom, smart guy, right, it's a fighter the whole nine, looks like he got everything going for him, cool, except for like, you know, some of the things he said about women, like, I'm gonna keep it a thousand, there's no motherfucking way can I allow any of that to be aligned and bring down what I got going on. And it's fucked up. It is. But that's just the truth of the matter, right? And so, you know, we got to figure out something, you know what I'm saying? And when I sign a $5 million podcast deal, which is not far-fetched at all whatsoever in the near future, then I can go ahead and fuck around and put somebody on who, who says crazy shit here and there. But, you know, if some of y'all think it's a cop-out, hey, man, Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate the support. Go ahead, you know, but I got to really think about it down the line because it's not an excuse. I'm a man with a daughter. 
you know, certain things have to, to line up to a certain level. But when it doesn't line up to that, and I'm gonna lose some money, nah, dog, I'm good. <laughs> I'm straight, man. Like I'm I'm straighter than straight. So I just wanted to talk about that before we get into these interviews, but I do appreciate every last one of these people who are coming on right now to say, you know, a little something about this show and about me. And I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I don't really listen to or take compliments very well, but it was a very heartwarming, um, good feeling, fuzzy feeling inside. And I really appreciate these people so goddamn much. So let's pay some bills real quick and uh, let's get into these interviews with the B2B Army. Be right back, y'all. In an era where watching sports means making money from your couch, there's only one team to join, Captain Picks. Captain Picks was created to help break all bookies for beginning betters or seasoned veterans. Strategy, expertise, bankroll management. By signing up for a daily, weekly, or monthly subscription, you receive an all-access pass to curated U.S. and global sports picks that are made by professional handicapping captains 24-7. Make money around the clock. This is a community built of men and women just like you who want to win but don't have time to attack the lines alone. Use promo code VCASH at checkout to get a buy one, get one free on any one-time membership purchase at CaptainPicks.com. Captain Picks, the time to win is now. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash baller right now. Shopify.com slash baller. What up, B2B Army? Like I said, man, this has just been a interesting turn of events with the episode. And um, we got our first interviewee. Never in a million years thought I'd do this. I have people we can interview. I was talking a little Uzi today. And I just didn't just didn't want to interview someone for the sake of interviewing them. But it was different because the people who built this platform were obviously the fans. And this happens to be somebody I've actually met before. Um, maybe once or twice. I don't remember exactly how, but, uh, yo, Josh what's good, man. What's going on, Ben? It's just an honor for me to, to be on the pod with you. And, uh, thank you for inviting me. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So your full name, Josh Decker. Yep. And you're from Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Born and raised in Seattle. 
And uh, I'm, I'm talking right now. I'm at Flathead Lake in Montana out here visiting family. I'm doing that that RV life that you know all so much about. Yeah. You got a fifth wheeler though, right? Yeah. I, I got a 25-foot fifth wheeler. Fucking crazy. And I uh, pull it with my Ford truck and, you know, just get out here two or three times a year. And it's so beautiful out here. It's amazing. Can't imagine, man. Can't imagine, man. You're also golfing out there, right? Absolutely. Yep. Played today. How'd you shoot? I shot a 92, which isn't too bad. I had two eights on the scorecard, and if you, if you wipe those out, I would have scored like an 85 or something. So, like, you know, I was like— Looked like a tough course, too, though. Yeah, it was pretty tight in a few spots. And I didn't lose a single ball all day, though, which is good. And I count every stroke like you do. And, yeah, man, it's been fun. It's been fun out here. For sure, man. For sure, man. Well, so, tell the people, what do you do for a living? Okay. Well, I just got done running a company for the last 11 years, a company called Tagboard. I was the CEO and founder of that company. I took it from an idea to, you know, raising well into the eight figures and, and uh, growing the business, um, you know, all over the world. And uh, I just decided to, after really the, the company itself is something that you see the Tagboard in kind of a, a giving you a heads up on what it is, is if you've ever seen on TV or uh, in a stadium anywhere, social media content on the screen, like you're watching NBA on TNT or you're watching, you know, nightly news or, you know, something on the Olympics or whatever. Um, you see tweets and Instagram stuff, stuff, you know, Snapchat content, any type of social content. That was what we started out with. And now we have a whole cloud-based uh, production suite that's used by almost literally everyone in the, in the market. And we've, you know, we've become a market leader and we're being used by, you know, every single thing from the NBA finals to, you know, major league, almost every single major league baseball team to, you know, um, the NFL is one of our biggest clients. We work with almost every team there as well. And, um, and then over 300 local TV stations around the country as well. So it's been a, a huge project for me. And I've, you know, I, I kind of had this, um, one of my things that I live by uh, in business anyways, is to hire people smarter than yourself and then get out of their way. And that's what I did in the last three or four years. I just kept delegating and delegating. And now I kind of delegated myself out of the business. So now I'm just the chairman of the board. And I'm just kind of living that good life right now, taking it a little bit easy for the first time in my adult life and uh, trying to make the most of, of my life right now. And so I'm not really working right now other than, you know, focusing on my, my responsibilities as the chairman of the board um, and a large shareholder and all that stuff. But for me, it's been, uh, it's been cool. It's been the first time in my adult life I can actually kind of like relax a little bit and uh, work really hard to get here and wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all the people that helped me get this far. So That's amazing, bro. How old are you today? I turned 45 in a few weeks. Okay, so Josh, you're a little bit older than you know. That, that, that's so you're, you're a grown ass man. That's good. I'm not as old as you are, though. Got you got a few years on me. <laughs> you're uh, your father, husband. Yep, been married 21 years. Yep. Interesting, you said that. Um, you know, a lot of people don't understand to getting people who smart smarter than you people to understand the things that you're doing. Whether you're in basketball analytics or fucking you're in jewelry making or if you're in goddamn pizza making you know you want to get motherfuckers who are good and better than you, you know what i'm saying get the fuck out the way make sure you know you if you need to show them a few things here and there because there's guys out there it doesn't necessarily work in every sport but but it, it you know some people say hey man you've never played the sport before you should definitely have played it before i think in order to coach and, and give you know instruction but there's coaches out there like one of the best coaches in golf butch Harmon, he's tiger's coach you know he can't break 85 but that motherfucker is the best coach that, you know, one of, literally one of the best coaches in the world, but that's a different type of coach. You know, you want to go to the pros or you want to have fun. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's not fun anymore. You Absolutely. go, it's like a different thing. Anyways, um, that's fucking awesome. Uh, and I'm I'm hyped for uh, September 12th, first game of the fucking year. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be amazing. Did you go to UW or what'd you go? Washington State? Yeah, I went to school in Whitworth, a small college in Spokane, Washington, and uh, graduated with a business degree. And it was just a few credits shy of a double major with computer science. And so coming out of college, that's what I did. I jumped into. I got a job working for a startup um, back in the 90s. I graduated in 99, so you know, dates me a bit here, but that right in the heyday of like the, the really first wave of the internet, you know. And um, yeah, it's pretty fun, man. I learned a lot. And I also got into cars quite a bit too. Um, after that, 2001, I started a business called Oc Tuning, which was, it's still alive and thriving. And it's one of the largest tuning shops on the West Coast. It specialized in Audi, Volkswagen, Porsche, and mostly European stuff. But I grew that up to beyond my capabilities and sold it off to somebody else to run it. And, you know, that was a big thing for me. And, yeah, I just kind of came out of college just swinging. You know, I didn't. I'm not mad at you, bro. Fuck, you want to come out, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to come out with your pants down and start jacking off, bro. You want to come out and start banging, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck you talking for sure. about? Yeah, I just wasn't built for that, like, nine-to-five cubicle life. I just physically couldn't do it. It, like, would make me ill, and I just I did. I had to find a way around it. You know, but I did it on, on kind of in a more, you know, higher echelon level, but it still just wasn't for me, bro. You know, there's all these weird, like, personality tests, also the shit, like, dog, if you don't get the fuck away, for sure. fuck out of here. Um, Let's get this started. So... Why did you start to listen to Behind the Baller podcast? Man, I just was looking for something new, you know, a new perspective. And, um, you know, I got into cards kind of about three years ago. I started kind of getting back into sports cards. I was a big collector when I was a kid. And I just kind of like got back into it kind of right around a lot of people did. And then COVID just like threw fire, you know, gas on the fire. And that's when I started seeing your stuff around. I started seeing your name pop up quite a bit. And. Um, yeah, I've been listening to oh, over two years now, so I, I wasn't really early, so I missed the first, you know, 100 episodes or so, but um, absolutely, and congrats on 300, by the way, that's absolutely huge, and it's an honor to be part of it, but uh, yeah, man, I just wanted a new perspective, and the more and more I listened to you, the more I realized we had a lot in common, and I really respected uh, your perspective, and I just really thought that I could learn a lot from you. What's interesting is, so... Right around COVID is probably when you heard of me then, huh? You never heard of me before that? No, I knew of you before that for sure. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, I knew who you were for sure, yeah. Um, you know, I was a connoisseur of, of hip-hop and, and, and rap music all throughout college and high school and stuff. And when I started first started hearing your name before kind of the card stuff came out, when I saw your name and the card stuff, I was like, immediately knew who you were. But, uh, you know, and there's a few times I think I've seen some pictures of people that I follow that you've been in and stuff like that. Like, um, I have like one degree of separation from people like Bieber and a few others that I know that you you're connected to as well. So, um, but yeah, man. And then, and then obviously the Seahawks stuff for me was a big deal. Just seeing how, how just completely sold out you were for the team right? and being LA guy, you know, guy repping the team in LA and having the passion that you had, um, and that you do have was pretty awesome for me because I just, you know, my diehard Seahawks fan, um, live or die. So just, you know, it's, they're my ride or die team. So it's something for me that I saw and just drew me to you as well. That is crazy. I just, I just realized that I jumped on right when we didn't even fucking have those New Jerseys yet. I only realized this know, because there, there was a picture of my cousin and he goes, you don't want to buy a Jersey. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm buy a Jersey, man. I'm going to buy a Jersey, man. We're set, you know, it was like that seven and nine playoff game. 
And um, damn, dude, I just thought about that shit, man. Yeah, Russ coming in and everything. It was just a different thing. Like, you know, I was like, you know, beast mode was there, but it was kind of, I was like, you know what, dog? Hey, man, we're going to figure this out. You know, the only Seattle player that I knew prior to that was Kurt Warner because he was one of the greatest cutting running. He reminded me of like a, of a more like, he was like Barry Sanders, but a different beast. You know what I mean? And it was just like a funny thing. Like I would talk about him in the early 90s, late 80s. And of course, Steve Largent being, you know, legendary, legendary. Absolutely. Everybody else, yep. I didn't give a fucking single fuck about. The only thing is I played football and one of my boys who was my mentor, kind of guy who gave me, you know, my start in the music game and everything. He was a national champion with um, Notre Dame, and he was wide receiver. He got drafted in the second round, first round. His quarterback was Rick Meyer, and Rick was a quarterback of Seattle. So that's really, I don't have too many ties to Seattle in football than that, other than, you know, my, my father-in-law later in life. But at that time, I was already dating my wife. We weren't married yet. And then uh, my cousin being born and raised there, you know what I'm saying? So kind of crazy. Um, what was your favorite episode that you could think of? You know, it doesn't have to be a number, but just if, what, something I talked about, an interview, something. Kid Cudi, probably. I've listened to that one like three times, but that's just probably, I'm a big fan of his music, and so hearing him Yeah, episode great. 200. No, it was dope, man. It was, it yeah, was what, what What hit you? Was it the mental health talk? What was it that was cool? That was. I just felt like it was real. Like, so many people in culture, whether it's movie actors or people in professional sports um, or musicians. Um, a lot of people, you, you kind of have like this facade and it just felt like he just was real with you and talking to a friend. And that was something that I think a lot of people that I, I hear talk, you know, I've, I've listened to the last like two, what, 200 episodes. And I would say that these people are your friends and they're just opening up to you and they're having a real conversation. It's not like this scripted bullshit. It's like, you know, and that's what I think draws me to the episodes is just listening to a real conversation and hope people, when they're listening to this one, feel the same way. I appreciate that, bro. Uh, so let me ask you, who would you like to see on the show in the future? Like who would be your top three dream people or just even one? Just who would you like to see me interview on the show? I'm thinking <laughs> hard about this one, man. I'm not going to go political at all just because... I don't care, bro. Just, no, no, th- I, I fucking you, hate politics. You, usually I would, but, but just... I don't give a fuck if you want to talk about Bill Clinton <laughs> and you want to... Because I went to you know, with the high school with fucking Monica Lewinsky. You want to ask me if she got his dick sucked. I don't care. Just think of three people alive that you would like to see on the show. Man. Okay. The first one, I think, is someone who is a pretty obvious answer. Um, and I, I think he's been talking to you about coming on, but DK would be would be really great. To, DK to is one hundred percent coming on. I've been holding him because yeah. we're going to video. And um, as you listeners can see, uh, he did a shout out for the episode three hundred. And so obviously, if you want to go to the Instagram page, you'll see he did a shout out for me. We talk a lot. Um, he would have been on the show a month ago, three months ago. You know, we talk a lot. He's trying to learn how to play golf now and everything. But yeah, so DK, who else? Well, obviously with golf, I had to give a golf answer in there. And I just really think like, I saw some clip on Instagram the other day. Somebody was, it was like Tiger Woods talking to an audience and kind of like talking to them about some some stuff. And I was like, he's just one person who I'd love to hear you interview because it would be so different than any other interview we've heard from him for the last 20 years, right? Yeah. It would just be a unique perspective. I think he'd be great. You know what's so funny is because he signed to my agency and, and you know, I'm, oh, I'm signing his agency in a way. It's like a, a one in a million chance but if I was able to get Kim Kardashian to say yes, and we just she just hit me like not that long ago, 
it's different though because me and Kim are friends, right? We have a tie, and I'm sure there's different things. It would take a fucking lot, dude. You know, he went. I think he's been through so much PTSD and a bunch of other things. That's just from his dad and just how he's really a robot. He almost people say, "Oh, they're not human." Blah blah. I mean, I'm sure he wants to be looked at as, but for being in my shoes and all the things that I've done in my life, you know, I've watched a lot of tape on this dude. He's probably the only golfer I actually followed. I never really cared about golf, and he was probably the only reason why. Now that I care about it, it's beyond insane to see what this dude did. Like, I regret all those years missing him. And when you hear him speak, people forget that he's not just ridiculously talented. This motherfucker is extremely highly intelligent, like beyond highly intelligent. Not just because he went to Stanford, but I mean like he is, and again, that's like my rival school. He is like beyond extremely intelligent. So there'd be some fucking amazing answers at the same time. Just the fact that he's a fellow scumbag, you know what I mean? I love that type of shit. Like, I respect him 10 times more and I heard the shit even though I am a good husband. I'm just saying, like, you love that. Not because I, I feel like he went down. I just felt like, yo, man, he showed a different side. I was lit. He didn't talk about it ever, but, and I wouldn't go there yeah. with him. But, you know, definitely that'd be dope. Is there anybody else you think of? The last one is Kendrick Lamar. I just love his music. And I would love to hear your perspective on his music and also just kind of like to pull some stuff. I, I just don't know much about the, the artist himself. I love his music and I just, the way I've, I've heard you interview other musicians and other artists and talent, people of talent, you know, I just think it would be a great interview. It's funny. I know Kendrick and uh, I could easily reach out to him. It just literally be a yes or a no. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it'd be, and the funny yeah. thing is, I don't really have a true interest in it, but the funny thing is now seeing him do certain things, he's one of the very few people that have lived his life like a Pharrell or not even like a, sorry, how Pharrell lives his life now. Whereas Pharrell went through his rock star era, going out to the clubs, being out here and there, whatever. Kendrick has the same fucking girlfriend, you know, wife since they were in high school. So like, you know, he's a little different by a different creed. He's definitely, you know, true to the art and everything. But that's dope. I love that list. Um, last question, bro. And then we're off to the next guest. So I pull up to Seattle. You pick me up from my place. Where are you taking me to lunch? Well, <laughs> I, I would, first of all, I would... Book us an 8 a.m. tea time at Newcastle, and I, then we'd have lunch afterwards looking out on the deck there and watching the golf course. That's what I'd do. Nice, nice, so, nice. Did, did I, did yeah, I, have you been there? I mean, Newcastle Golf Course is uh, the, the golf club at Newcastle is what it's called. It's up kind of above the VMAC, up on the top of the very top of I'm the really hill. I you could see it from yeah, the Hyatt Hotel, actually. The, the Hyatt yeah, right yeah. next to the, it's the, absolutely gorgeous, and it's, you could see it's, it from it's, the Hyatt. It's the best um, view of the whole city. Yeah, you could see it from the Hyatt Regency, uh, Lake Washington, yep. the upper levels. You can see part of the VMAC as well from there. Um, Josh, man, thank you so much for coming on. You know, what I'm saying from a fellow twelve, uh, respect and everything. You've always been so kind, and uh, I can't wait to see you in, in a couple weeks, bro. Yeah, man. Hey, come up a day or two early, and we'll lift up Chambers Bay, or we'll play somewhere good. Like, just get out there and you know play some golf and be a lot of fun i'm seriously i'm, I'm probably gonna be my sticks bro yeah do it let's right, do dog. it thanks for the time man appreciate you having me on my brother it's an honor hey baby it's nick just wanted to say congratulations on 300 episodes such a huge milestone i'm so proud of you love you btb army was good we have um one of our very few i'm joking uh female listeners we have a 27 percent female listenership here um i want to say it's higher than that i don't think it's but you know i do know that um i have more male listeners than female which is fine with me we have nicole gapo from toronto uh canada Hello. how you doing nicole i'm good how are you today i'm good i'm good so you're filipino right 
Yes, I am. Okay. Do they have Jollibee in Toronto? They do. They pull. They um, open one up in Scarborough first, or I think in Mississauga first, and then I think there's about three here. Oh shit! So there's like a. I mean, is there a good Pinoy community out there? Or is it like a little bit? No, there's a good Pinoy community out here. At first, I was like, "Oh my god, there's a lot of us." Like, I don't feel special, but now I'm. I'm kind of embracing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a trip because, like, I mean, as far as I mean, I've been going to Canada for a while, but I've been going to Toronto for a while. The first time mm-hmm. I even knew of like a Filipino dude was only because of Drake, right? Because when I was picking Drake up at the airport when he was young, he would have a fresh haircut. And I'm like, who the fuck? I was like, oh shit, your barber's cold. I thought a black dude cut his hair. <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm gonna do J Mac, cut my hair. And then when I met yeah. when I met J Mac, I'm like, motherfucker, you are as fucking Filipino as it fucking gets. <laughs> like you are they, he argues all the time. They get in fights and all He's like a really fussy, typical Tito, you know, Tito J Mac, you know what I'm saying? And then um yeah, he, yeah. Nico is his best friend. You know, one of his best friends. He's Filipino, so it's a trip. Um, Nicole, That's what do you so what do you do for a living? Um, I'm actually just in sales, retail sales. So nothing crazy. <laughs> retail sales. Yes. Did you go? Did you go to school? Um, like, I did go to school. Something completely way off from it. Um, I actually went to school for health sciences. So <laughs> completely different. And I think COVID kind of messed that up for me because. I was working in the hospital during COVID. Oh shit! Yeah, I was fucked up. <laughs> well, have you got COVID? Before? You, you. I mean, have you got like once, twice? I've None. never had it. Actually, weirdly enough, um, I was. I had a full-on boyfriend during COVID, and he got COVID, and like you're just kissing, whatever. And I still never got it. Did you know that there's a certain blood type that kind of just wipes that out? Have you heard about that or no? No, I haven't, actually. It's weird ass shit. I didn't know because one of my buddies is the same way. He's partying, whatever, boom, never got it. And I never he, got it, he, yeah. he found out later that there's a weird blood type that just kind of like doesn't get it. Some crazy shit. So I guess shit. blood type O is fine. <laughs> I, I, get, I mean, no, I can't be O. O so goddamn common. <laughs> o positive. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, so hold on. So you, you didn't finish school. You decided to just jump into retail sales? Mm, well, I did finish school. And then I worked at the hospital during COVID. Because of how traumatic that shit was, I completely just kept, I just, I couldn't do it. Because I was working in a, like, in an area where I was kind of doing goodbye calls and, like, just kind of seeing people dying. Because you know how there were no visitors during COVID? Oh, my God. We had to do Zoom calls for people. And it was, like, goodbye calls, like, oh, um say goodbye to your family members kind of thing. And like, I had to wear proper PPE in front of all these people. I had to stand there to listen to um, like grandparents, kids, like other people just like saying goodbye to their loved ones and stuff. It was, it was hard. So I had to, I changed my route and um, I expanded my learning into sales and I actually enjoy it a lot. And I never knew I was good at it. Like never knew I was actually into it like that until now, which sucks because how many years in school, so. <laughs> damn, damn. Do you mind me yeah. asking, how old are you? I'm 25. Okay, 25. Because I always take analytics and I just think about that shit. So let's get started. <laughs> um, why did you begin, like, listening to Behind the Baller? Well, personally, as for someone that, like, who didn't start off with the best financial advice, especially coming from Filipino parents that were like, oh, yeah, just save your money. Don't get a credit card. Don't do this. Don't do that. I had the worst credit score ever. I can't even lie to you. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure, like, I touched, like, the fours and the fives. And I was like, 
holy shit, like, I can't do anything with this. So listening to you actually helps me financially. Also, the ads help. Thank you, Captain Picks. Um, um, with everything else, just kind of listening about relationship advice and how raw you are and everything else towards that, just I also like getting a male's perspective. Because I hate being biased. I hate... No, for sure. I'm, yeah. Man, I, I get in touch with the feminine side all the time. That actually brings up, because you're going to get a question that no one else gets. Yeah, yeah. Do you think in any which way, with the raw talk, how brash I am, do you feel I come off misogynistic at all? Do you feel like I come off no. disrespecting <laughs> no. women in a way? I mean, I'm being honest. Do you think in any which way? No. And I would tell you. I would tell you first that you were being misogynistic. I... I know misogynistic is, and sometimes there's a difference between being misogynistic and just telling the truth. And that's why, like, for example, there's people like Kim Samuels, rest in peace, or like Andrew Tate, you know what I mean? It's like sometimes you just speak the truth, and it's fine. And people but let me ask you a question. Yep, what's he, he said one thing that just set my wife off, and at that point, it wasn't the fight that I wanted to have because I agree with her. When you yeah, yeah. said that a woman is the man's property, and at that point, like, you know, that's just what it is, eh, there's really no way to, to misinterpret that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that, you know, yeah. I think, and at the same time, I don't even think he says some of the things he really means in real life. I think it no, gets in clicks. I think clicks. some of it is like, to be honest, I think some of it is just clout culture as well. <laughs> just, just getting clicks and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, real. listen, my mother in law, my father in law, Filipinos, they listen to this show. I'm not going to sit here and say some crazy shit. They're going to go tell their daughter. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? They already think I'm crazy. You know what I mean? It's like, I could just imagine, yeah. like, my mother-in-law, I can imagine just listening and be like, huh? Sino? Huh? Gago? You know what I mean? Just be on some, like, you fucking crazy? Like, nah, man, I ain't about yeah. to do that shit. But, um, like, if you even look at Filipino culture themselves, like, you take a look at the household and it's, like, man of the house, women, you know what I mean? But I also come from a household where my mom kind of runs shit at the same time. So it's, like, it's back and forth. It really just depends on your upbringing. It really just depends. No, for sure. My mother-in-law keeps the house in order. I, for sure. I couldn't do it without her. Um, Off the top of your head, what was your favorite episode? It doesn't have to be a number. Just, like, was there, like, something I talked about? Was there, you know, a guest? There was this one specific episode when it had to do with, and I think it was just because I kind of related to it the most. It had to do with the cheating and the, I remember you were reading some questions and it had to do with cheating and stuff like that. And you were talking about how some relationships get through, some relationships don't, really just depends on the situation. That one I was just kind of listening to because just through past experiences, that one hit different for sure. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. Like, I'm also really nervous, too, but I did listen to a lot. <laughs> no, you know <laughs> like what? I think... I think the, it's so weird that I'm talking to you. <laughs> I think the, the cheating thing, though, is, is that some men don't get that. Sometimes it's crazy. You know, women consider texting cheating and there's certain things because you're creating a relationship, you know, uh, discussing things and why aren't you mm -hmm. talking to them about it, blah, blah. So, like, in some ways, women prefer, you know, if you went to a club and got drunk or you went to a strip club or you hired a hook or some shit, there's no yeah. emotional attachment at all whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? It's like a one-night stand, boom, figure it out. But now you're like, exactly. if you're, like, getting flowers to another girl, spending time with their friends, their family, you know, it's really betrayal in a certain way. So, you know, I understand, 
you know, why, you know, and, and again, me being immature when I was a kid and whatever, it's a different thing because you never really committed yourself to somebody, but they thought that you were. And so it's one thing. But when you're yeah. like, you know, I would say at least engaged. When you're married, it's a different story. You went through the legal shit here and there. But like, you know, you just, you grow up and you see different things and all. But but that's dope that, that um I appreciate that input. No, I really do. Also, fun fact, it's super random. Um, Actually, my boyfriend and I were in Cabo when your family and you went to Cabo on that cruise ship. <laughs> oh. Like around the same time. And I was like, oh my God, like he's here with his family. Like it was so cool. And then I realized he left the next day and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, we, we just stopped. We just did a stopover, you know, because I'm going to be recording from Cabo, you know what I'm saying? So technically yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm there later, um, you know, tomorrow. Well, obviously when the episode drops, uh, I'll be it's in Cabo. so pretty right? there. Yeah, we go off and it's only two hours from our house, you know what I'm saying, from where we are. Um, mm -hmm. I was going to say, so if you could choose three dream guests on the show, think of three people you'd want to see on Behind the Baller. I would like to see Andrew Tate. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking love to see Andrew Tate. Dude, it was, it was um, listen, you ready for this? What's up? Episode was supposed to be recorded 12 fucking hours ago, 13 hours ago, we would have been done with the episode. Damn. <laughs> and just whatever. So, okay, so, okay, so Tate, who else? Tate, um, Elon Musk. <laughs> He's probably my top three guest. Top three, probably like dream guest. <laughs> it's not super far fetched. I mean, I have someone who could reach out. You know what I mean? We've had had, you know, a little weird, not war words, but you know, we've had a little, a little discussions like, here and there, here and there. You know, it's definitely, definitely, <laughs> um, definitely, definitely would be be interesting. I know I'd, I'd ask it questions. It would be so fucking interesting. Yeah. I ain't gonna ask the questions that other people are gonna ask. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna ask some real <laughs> shit like Yo Elon's Kiba 100 dog. You got a 15 inch yeah. dick. What's going on? No, I'm playing. Um, what else? Why are you built like that? Um, um, last one. Last one would have to be David Goggins. That would be a big one. Who the fuck is that? You don't know who David Goggins is? No. Some military dude who can't feel pain. You should read his book. <laughs> <laughs> David I read Goggins. the book. Damn, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look him up. I'm going to look him up. Okay. You should. Last question. Yes. All right. I pull up to Toronto. Okay. Okay. I'm at the Ritz. You know, I guess what Drake lives there already too. So I'd be staying at the Ritz, chilling. And you're, mm -hmm. pick, you're picking me up. Mm -hmm. We're going to lunch. Where are you taking me? I am taking you down Young Street, down Koreatown, to mm -hmm. my favorite Korean restaurant. I love Young Street. Okay. <laughs> yeah. what, what's Korean restaurant? Limgane. And I used to go there a lot. Because, well, I used to spend a lot of drunken nights there and a lot of, like, early mornings there. And thoroughly enjoy the food, and I thoroughly enjoy the vibe. A lot of drunken nights in Toronto for me ended up in Young Street. <laughs> it's pretty funny. By the way, yeah. for, for you guys, you so you know, it's Y-O-N-G-E. Yeah, and it's one of the, they say it's one of the longest roads in... Is it in the world? Or no, somewhere? I don't think the world, but it's definitely one of the, Not it's, the world. It's long, though, for sure. It's long. <laughs> and it's funny because when I used to stay back in the day, Toronto wasn't even developed yet. And um, I stayed at the Sutton Place. So it was like, you know, like a block or two off the um, from Young Street. And like, there was this hot dog cart outside. And there was hot dog carts everywhere. And they had the most best fucking hot dogs. I don't know if people call them glizzies now, but they were so glizzies. fucking bomb. <laughs> they were so good. It was crazy. Okay, so Korean food. I didn't even, you know what, tell you the truth. I don't think I've ever met a Korean person from Toronto. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Actually, I don't think I have either. <laughs> to be honest with you, know, I've been here for 25 years. So, uh, Jesus Christ. Well, two of us. <laughs> hey, Nikki, I do. Can I say Nikki or do you, do you go by Nicole or do you go by? I go by Nikki. Okay, Nikki, 
Thank yes. you so much for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that we didn't just get a female, but we got a female. Pinai. I uh, uh, again, seriously, thank you so much. Does anyone want you want to shout out before we get out of here? Um, I don't know. I I just want to <laughs> shout out the BTV Army. What's up? How are you guys doing? Thanks for listening. Keep listening and don't stop listening. If you do, you suck. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Nicole, thank you again so much. Much love to Toronto. Much love to the Philippines. I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. What's up? It's Colin Morikawa. Just want to say congrats to my boy Ben Baller on his 300th episode of his podcast. I'm not sure why you chose one of the most frustrating sports, but lucky you, you're already bald. Um, If not, you'd probably lose all your hair by now. Congrats, man. Yo, yo, BTB Army. Again, we have guest number three on here. His name is David Lopez. What's good, David? How's it going, Ben? Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, man. Uh, so where are you from, bro? Born and raised in Denver, Colorado. Also currently where I uh, reside today. Okay. Home of the cheeseburger? Home of uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, New yeah. home. <laughs> did, did he buy a crib or is he renting a crib? Do you know? Uh, he actually, he, uh, I think he bought the most expensive home in, uh, in Cherry Creek. He, uh, he made a record. That's a trip, man. You know, my buddy was building a club out there called Temple. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, three years ago, Denver was like, I think the second fastest growing economy in, in city in the country. It was crazy. Um, okay. So, uh, you're from Denver, Colorado. Um, I'm assuming, are, are you, you're Hispanic in some sort as Lopez. So what's your ethnicity? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm second generation American. Grandparents uh, hail from Mexico. Um, you know, kind of different parts, but Mexico is is really where the family roots are at. And you're how old? Twenty three. Twenty three, man. So crazy. We have forty five, twenty four, I think, and then twenty three. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. So when did you begin listening to Behind the Baller? Uh, I mean, I could go back to Instagram DMs from me hitting you up, you know, in 2015. So I, I've actually been listening since day one. Okay, so you listen to episode one, you listen to all that shit. Yep. Okay, all crazy. The the first guy started about episode 100. The second girl, I think she started like right around probably 100 something. So you're the first one, you know, because we just randomly picked super followers and it was cool, man. That's dope. But why did you begin listening to BTB? Like what brought you to the show? Yeah, I mean, definitely with just following you on Instagram, uh, you know, your your cars first and foremost were, you know, as, as some I, I grew up, you know, low income, single parent household. And through that, you know, I was just motivated by the materialistic things. And so I would see you post your cars and I would say, you know, I want that. I want to do things like that, you know, on uh, that kind of lifestyle. And so when you, you know, now say you were listening to a podcast, I figured that that was my best opportunity to, you know, learn, learn from someone who's been there, done that. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely take the lifelong learner approach to, to life. And if I can, uh, you know, get some gems for me and, and apply it to my, my own craft, I definitely want to be able to do that. So what do you do for a living, bro? So I'm actually a, an entrepreneur in, in software. Uh, you know, I come from a low income, single parent household and, you know, growing up government assistance programs, I was fortunate to go to college, but when I got there, I realized, you know, one, my community wasn't there 
too. College isn't for everybody and that's okay. And so ultimately what I've done is built a direct pathway from no high school, you know, no degree, anything like that into getting jobs that allow you to earn anywhere from six to $80,000 a year. We commercialized that platform and are now building the infrastructure for skills-based training and hiring. And so pretty much what that means is, is if, you know, you didn't get a degree, but you want to, you know, break into an industry like technology without being technical, you come to our program, we train you up, get you skilled, and then actually connect you with employers for you to, to find job opportunities. We've, you know, been fortunate to raise some private capital um, and even just recently got Google to invest in us. God damn, bro. So it's kind of like a vocational school or like a little more in-depth? Yeah, so so actually that's exactly how we started was a vocational training program. And then we built software for us to be able to scale and have, you know, a thousand people a year go through our program. And then what we didn't anticipate was all these other programs that are popping up asking to utilize our platform. So we've now commercialized that platform and now we're providing all of the back end infrastructure for the entire vocational training space. Nice. You know, so you're super well versed, you know, you're articulate and you know, you you break down shit. You you sound like a leader. I'm I'm not capping. I this is the first time I've that's crazy, you know, and the first guy I have on the show is um very, very successful at what he does and, and, and similar things, slightly similar, but uh, good for you, man. Fuck, that's crazy, man. So, I mean, you're, financially-wise, you're doing okay. I'm grateful, Ben. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a hustler through and through. Uh, you know, I, I definitely have, have been able to, to overcome the struggle, and I mean, the fact that I get to, you know, build a, you know, what I can say is a multi-million dollar company at this point at 23. And the way that we're doing it is by helping other individuals double and triple their incomes. I mean, come on now. I can't, can't ask for much more. No, it's fucking amazing, bro. Literally, it's just like, that's the best fucking answer ever. So being that you've listened to like, you know, the shows and stuff and everything, right? Can you tell the difference why the show is called Behind the Baller and why, you know, like what you see on the internet, what you see on Instagram, we see on Twitter, Compared to like, well, look, my family's different because they see all of it or like my close friends that are on here that, because it's tough for me to have the private page or whatever. So I have close friends, you know, like stories and stuff. But do you see a true difference between my demeanor, like getting to understand me better compared to what you see on social? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, first and foremost, you know, you're a lot more human. Um, you know, on, on the podcast. And that's, and that's something that I gravitate towards, right, is, you know, you're, you're very real. Um, I'm somebody that, you know, I don't want anybody to sugarcoat anything for me, especially when it comes to putting me on game or teaching me about business or, you know, how to be a better individual just to society. And so, you know, the, the ability to, of course, in social media, everything is always nice and, and you know, flowers and rainbows. But when we can hop on and, and actually listen to, you know, what it's like in the day to days, that's actually what, you know, gravitates me towards you and, and has actually, you know, remained that loyalty to even become a super fan follower, you know, is just like, I don't want you to sugarcoat things. And I know, I know that that's not what you do. And so, you know, for, for you to keep it real, that's, you know, who I want in my circle and that's who I want to be learning from. So uh, the humanness and, and the realness is definitely, you know, what I can appreciate and what has kept me around. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I definitely, definitely, definitely much love for that. What was your favorite episode so far to date? There's 209, well, 300 now, but 299 episodes. You ain't got to say what episode because most people would never know. I don't even fucking know episodes, but like, was there a specific topic I talked about? Was there a guest I had on? I mean, definitely when, when you went through every, and it might have been actually a span of two episodes, uh, but when you went through every vehicle you ever owned, 
uh, you know, like I mentioned, that was one of the first things that ever attracted me to you back in, like I said, 2015. I think I was sending you DMs on Instagram uh, if I could intern with you. I didn't even know anything about anything at that point in time, you know, but it was it was always the cars. And so, you know, I, I had seen you have the Lamborghini and the Bentleys and I was like, well, what else has, you know, what did Ben get started with? And so when you went through and, you know, every detail about every every whip you've had, that was definitely something that, you know, it wasn't. Uh, you know, episode one or anything, but with something that I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is where I want to be. This is what I can achieve to get to, um, you know, and, and also I'm like, how do I get to start owning, you know, all those kind of, of cars too. So definitely have, have kept, you know, that top of mind. And um, also when uh, I think his name is Thak Nguyen uh, from, you know, introducing real estate to everybody. I got my degree in real estate. So anytime that we can put the followers on to game in real estate and what kind of wealth you can create there was also great too. And just the way that, you know, he was able to break it down, um, was great. I know you've had him on a few times now, but that first one was really good. No, Thatch is a real, he's a real deal. Like he's, people think he's Kevin, but Thatch is like, that's, that motherfucker really is a guru. What do you drive? If you don't mind me asking, since you're in the cars. Yeah, so uh, right now I, I, I drive a Dodge Challenger, um, but actually uh, we just got some news with the company, so I'm I'm doing a little bit of car shopping right now. But I think I'm gonna, being that I'm in Colorado, I'm probably uh, gonna upgrade to a Ford Raptor, F one fifty Raptor. Look at you, look at you, look at you, man. Okay, so if you could, I'm think, getting started. <laughs> hey, I'm not mad, bro. It's a, a dope ass car. If you could have, uh, you know, say, you could choose three dream guests to be on BTB, who would your three dream guests be? For me to interview or whatever no that's a good question uh so definitely uh i'm a big fan of another podcast called behind the smoke uh with stephen jackson and matt barnes uh i think that there needs to be some sort of collab there that that goes on um i think y'all are, are really you know beaten to the same heartbeat those are you know between behind the baller and all the smoke those are two podcasts that i just get a lot of game from um, you know, they're definitely more sports oriented versus, you know, you're more business focused. But I, I think that, you know, there's a lot for us listeners to gain a lot from. So those are two right off the jump. Um, and then, you know, really the other, I'd, I'd love to see uh, Floyd Mayweather come on and, and just spit some game, you know, kind of what life is like post fighting and, you know, just being able to to tap into, you know, a mogul like him and, and see, you know, what he's up to and how he's making his business moves would be great. That's dope, man. I love Steven. I think he's a great dude. Um, we know each other casually. Uh, we've talked to DM during stuff because, you know, George Floyd was a close friend of his. Um, Matt Barnes is weird, man. I don't know. Um, I always fuck with him. Never had an issue, nothing. You know what I'm saying? We're a degree of separation away from each other. We have mutual friends. But for some reason, man, all we do those, all the time I see him, he's real short, weird vibes. We're playing a golf tournament together like in a week and a half. And I don't know. It's, it's strange. Floyd, you know, that's an interesting story. I think I talked about it. You know, me and him were close. We were kicking it all the time. He was flying me out to Vegas like now, you know, because I laughed at a joke about it. it was, I ain't gonna lie to you, it was fucking funny. And, um, you know, he was like, fuck this. Some of his people wanted me to connect with them in Atlantic City when I was there. So, you know, I got no, nothing but love for Floyd, man. You know, I was definitely a big fan of his. I just, it's funny, man. It sucks. But it is what it is. Okay, so we're in Denver. And, uh, but like, what's the nicest five star hotel in Denver? Oh, that's a. That's a good question. I'm like, I, I wouldn't say I'm at that level yet where I, I know about the... Is there a Four Seasons? Is there a Ritz-Carlton? Yeah, yeah. I, I know that there's a Ritz-Carlton for sure. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm also trying to think, I'm like, I, I got some real estate mentors and, and they got some properties here. So I was trying to put them on, but no, let, let's keep it pushing. Okay, so there's a Ritz-Carlton. I'm there and I'm in Denver. I was just there. What, two, when was the All-Star game? I was there like two years, a year ago, two years ago. I forgot when the fuck that was. Uh, for MLB? Yeah. 
I think it was last summer. Yeah, yeah, that was so okay. So I'm, I'm at the Ritz Carlton, and you're coming to pick me up, bro. All right, we're going to lunch. Where are you taking me? Uh, I'm gonna take you probably to Avanti. It's a nice spot, got some nice views out there, but there's also variety of food. So that way you don't gotta get boxed into a corner or get anything generic. You get to kind of pick your own, uh, you know, style of food. They have individual restaurants. I think maybe like seven or eight restaurants in one spot that you get to, uh, to pick from. So I ain't gonna box you into a corner like that and I'm gonna give you some good views, some good drinks. So hold on. It's like a marketplace? Yeah, yeah. It's multi floor marketplace. Yeah, you go and pick what you want and then, you know, kind of community-based seating. Um, but it, all the views overlook Denver. Oh, okay. It's not like some ghetto spot, though. No. <laughs> I'm like, I, I ain't five-star hotel yet, but I ain't ghetto either. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, bro. I'm fucking with you, man. Hey, dog, listen, man. I can't truly express my gratitude and how much I appreciate you coming on here and breaking it down. And thank you for listening to all 299 episodes, now 300, I'm sure. And uh, again, dog, if the, the time comes for me to get out there to the 303 i definitely gonna hit you up man yeah yeah no absolutely this was you know one of my goals when you had announced that you were uh you know you were gonna offer some guests an opportunity i'm glad that i was able to maximize on it and you know this is a goal of mine to have been able to achieve and i mean i'm, I'm still gonna be on you about uh corporate sponsorship for the wash lord invitational so i'm gonna still be on you about that but oh, i appreciate you the golf? opportunity tonight yeah, I do. I just got into it, actually. So nice, uh, nice. I'm, okay. I'm, I've, I've been after it. Just got my first set of clubs. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hungry for it. it. It'd have to be 2024 because next year's Brittany, we're beyond sold out. But yeah, we'll definitely get it in, bro. All right. Appreciate you, man. All right. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you, man. Thanks. All right. Peace. What's up? It's your girl, Ruby Rose. And I have to give a very special shout out to my big bro, Ben Baller, for his 300th episode. You are going crazy, Ben. Make sure y'all tap in, tune in, all that because you're talking about Big Ben Baller. BTB Army was good, man. We got guest number four. He is from um, the Bronx, the boogie down motherfucking Bronx, but he's... He's in Cali, man, you know what I'm saying? From the Bay to Sacramento. His name is Will Burgos. Will, what's good, bro? Yo, Ben, what's good, bro? Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Nah, for sure, man. So, like, um, I think you've told me, and I know that um, we share some similar, you know, uh, background with SF State, and um, you uh, grew up in the Bronx. You grew up in the BX. Yep. But you've been living in the Bay or, like, you know, in that hole uh, in SAC or whatever for how long? I've been here for about eight years, man. I was in the military, Air Force. I got separated in the Air Force about 2018. And uh, I stayed out here. Uh, I met my wife out here. And I've been here ever since, man. When you was in the military, bro, did you ever kill anybody? Nah, it wasn't that type of thing. Uh, I worked on <laughs> I worked on, I worked on planes, man. I worked on planes, uh, spy planes. Uh, I did all that. And uh, I never really shot a gun like that. Uh, Air Force, you know, it's a lot different. Oh, than Air Force. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was in the Air Force, man. It's different and, than Army or Marines. And you play a little golf, right? I play some golf. Yeah, man. I haven't played in a while. I actually played nine today. I played like shit. But yeah, I play. Yeah, man. When did you get started playing golf? I started playing like probably in the middle of the pandemic, honestly. Um, it was something to do. I was laid off for a little while. Uh, I was going to school full time. I was working too, but I got laid off. I started playing golf, and uh, it became a hobby, man. And the shit is like it's like you said. It's a it's addicting. Uh, you start playing. You want you hit one good shot, and that shit makes you want to keep going and going. And uh, at first, it was fucking frustrating. 
trying to get the hang of it. I played baseball growing up, and I was trying to swing like I was swinging a fucking bat. It's not the same shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's similar so, mechanics to it, but it, yeah, it's different. different. Yeah, absolutely, man. But yeah, I started playing during the pandemic. I picked it up, man, and I, I love it. I work a lot now, so it's it's a lot harder to to play as much as I want. And Will, you're you're um, you're not Puerto Rican, are you? I forgot. What's your birthday? I'm Puerto I'm Puerto Rican, facts. Okay, you are Puerto Rican. Okay, so what do you do for a living, Will, right now, currently? Right now, I uh, work for Hilton Hotel, and I also work for Southwest Airlines. Oh shit! Nice. Okay, I use Southwest all the time, man. Yeah, I know. I always hear you talking about it on the pod. Um, I, I work for them. I work on the ground for them over here at Sacramento International. Okay. I'm flying that motherfucker all the time. So uh, let's get into it, man. When and why did you start listening to Behind the Baller podcast? Uh, I started listening the very first episode. Um, I heard about you way back in the day. Um, so I'm 32. Uh, I knew a lot of my friends in like early 2000s who were into sneakers and shit like that and selling. And, and they brought your name up from like Nike Talk and shit like that. Oh, damn. And yeah. So I heard of you way back in the day. And then um, I listened to I Am Rappaport, Mike Rapp's podcast. And he had you on the very first time. And I'm like, oh, shit, I know who Ben Ball. Like, I've heard of him. Uh, I know of him. I just didn't know too much about him. And then as from your very first interview there, I started fucking with you heavy. I'm like, I like this dude's vibe, the way he talk. He keeps shit real. Reminds me a lot of myself. And um, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to start fucking with this dude. I followed you on social media. And then when you announced you were dropping a pod, I was on from day one. Like, I've listened to every single fucking one from the very first one. So, um, the shit is, yeah, bro, I've been on since and i'm happy man the shit uh keeps me motivated you talk a lot of real shit on there always dropping game um and it's uh you know i appreciate it man Nah, that's what's up bro that's true listen to that miles jordan you hear that that's real dust brother love right there that's facts uh, facts and i could tell from the very first episode that the dust brothers were behind your shit because i just knew the way they ran the shit the sound quality when you mentioned them um, I already knew who they were, like who Jordan and Miles were, just from years. I listened to rap shit <laughs> from when he first dropped it in like 2015. I was on that shit. Um, so I already knew all about the Dust Brothers and all that shit. Mike talks about them um, all the time. And so, yeah, I fucks with them heavy. Every so often I listen to Mike. I just be like, God, I was, there's a point in time, probably like around episode two. So I forgot what it was, maybe around Austin Rivers. And then after that, I started listening to him pretty much every episode. Then I, Stop for a little bit just because I got so busy, but that motherfucker might be killing me. He be cracking me up. I love Mike, man. <laughs> yeah, he's funny as fuck. Now he got Dean co-hosting once a week, right? Um, and that shit is funny as fuck. He he mentioned some shit on the last episode about <laughs> Dean getting his toes sucked or some shit. Shit was crazy. Oh, I didn't hear that. Last one I got is uh, there at Nobu, and he's mad about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that but, You know what? Though? I ain't gonna lie to you. And every time I bring this up, Miles and Jordan get mad, but. Damn, I miss G Moody, bro. When them two dudes, man, them motherfuckers was oh, like, man, that was, bro. Seriously, it was the end of an era. Man, it just made me sad, bro. Them shits was that shit made me super sad, bro. And he never, I mean, at one point he was saying he was gonna fuck with Moody again, and I guess it never happened. It is what it is. But man, that shit really broke my heart, man. Because I was, they really were something special. Um, I, I liked it a lot because I think it's vital if you have a co-host or somebody you rock with a friend of yours, they're not just going to play Yes Man all the fucking time. And those two went at it like that. You know, Mike would say some shit, Moody would disagree on some shit, and they would go back and forth. And that shit made it interesting. Um, too often you hear podcasts 
or whatever, just people who are on the same platform together, just, oh, yeah, 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 yep, yep. It's just no fucking, it doesn't make it interesting, it, you know, so. No, nah, I, I get like, it, trust me. They're, it, they're definitely two different sides, and they fucking killed me, man. Um, yeah. So, out of all 299 episodes, because today's 300, what was your favorite episode to date? You don't, don't have to say a number, because I don't even know the numbers, but, like, was there a specific guest? Was there a topic I talked about that resonated the best with you? Like, what was your favorite episode? Damn, that's a tough question. A lot of them are my favorite. There's a couple that I don't like. I'll keep it real with you. <laughs> <laughs> Say that. You know what? Fuck it. That's a whole new thing. Go ahead. Tell me, tell me what you don't like. Tell me. I, I would love the, that. First of all, I always appreciate the free game. Like, on the last episode, you was talking about what well, you always talk about people who always want to live in a microwave era and how, you know, you got to get, that shit ain't cool. It's not, that's not how life works. And that shit always motivates me on the side. I just always keep that shit in mind whenever I'm doing anything in life, keep, have patience with shit. Um, no, what, don't, what you didn't have, you like? What I didn't like is when you had this chick, uh, what was her name? Powell, Selena, some shit. Oh man, that fucking dumbass bitch. That, like, that was, uh, I'm like, when you first dropped it, I heard of this chick before. I'm like, why, why the fuck Ben got this chick on here? Like, that's the only thing I thought of. I'm like, why is You know what's funny is, um, I had done No Jumper. Uh-huh. And I actually, dude, he's had monster. I mean, dude, he's fighting for number one all the time. He's not trying to go out and promote it any which way. He doesn't edit the show. He doesn't give a fuck. Adam is making at least a million dollars a month. He's crushing it. He's a whole different level. What he's doing with podcasts and everything. And um, he was like managing her. And I did the show like twice. He wanted me to come on and talk about some bullshit. Some dude was t- saying some crazy shit about me on. So I was like, man, this dude is a fucking liar. Like some straight gangbanger, like a real gangbanger just trying to get some clay. He said some st- I honestly think he could be telling the truth about somebody else. It just wasn't me, bro. Like I'm not running from no, I don't give a fuck if it's the mafia, bro. I'm not running from nobody. I'm not saying I'm tough. I'm just saying all you got to do is, of course, I could be caught just walking with my family, saying whatever. But like, you know, if I send something off, Bro, the blapper's coming out, bro. You know what I mean? The toaster's coming out, you know what I mean? And then, and, you know, when we, we're getting ratchet. So it's just, I don't care. But he hit me up about this episode. And I think I did No Jumper twice. I might have done it three times. And he's like, yo, get this girl on here. And I was like, oh, my God, this girl's like, fuck. she's just fucking ret- She was dumb as fuck. But okay, so <laughs> is there anything else that resonated? Is there another episode that kind of touched you in a certain way? Or if not, um, don't trip. You know what? To be real, the K-Town series... It was fire because you went from the very beginning, like shit you did growing up, how you started, how you lived, the jobs your mother worked, um, your relationship with your father, all that shit. And it just brought like it let your fans, your supporters, whatever you want to call them, know a different side of you and how you struggled, you know, how you persevered, the adversity shit you went through. Um, to make it where you're at, it was super fucking inspiring, bro. Honestly, um, the different routes you've taken, the opportunities you've gotten, um, it taught me too a lot that it's not always really, you know, aside from hard work too. It's about like when you see the opportunity and taking it and taking advantage of everything and just taking risks too. You never know what the fuck could happen. No nah, man. So sure. just those K Town series, bro. That's just fire. I'm waiting for the next one to drop. Yeah, it's going to be some... We don't have uh, to do so Those are that. definitely dope. You know, most of your guests are cool. Um, and I like that you have a diversity guest. Like, you you know, you had the the Aria Price chick who's up here from SAC. Um, you had the Thatch Nguyen dude talking about real estate. Um, you had people up there, I forgot the dude's name, talking about credit. Um, you know, it's just a diversity 
different people in different fields teaching us new shit, honestly. Yeah, I don't um, want to have the same people all the time, you know? Yeah, bro. And it's dope, though, because it gives it opens people's eyes who might not be privy to that type of information. Um, and you, you let people know, too, how to reach those people um, and just better people's lives. Shit is dope, bro. So uh, that's why I still listen to your shit every day whenever you drop one. And uh, it's just like, Everything you do is is motivational or inspiring one way or other. Shit is, and uh, yeah, that's why I always fucked with you, bro. Appreciate it, man. So if you could choose three dream guests for me to interview on the show, who would they be? Man, I would say probably Hove. Oh, man, uh, you know what's crazy you say that? Yeah, there'd be some shit in me for sure. Okay. <laughs> Hove is my favorite rapper of all time. So and it's one of my, like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a dude is, you know, he's just different. Man, Denzel. Oh, man, dog. Someone just said Elon Musk before, and I was like, damn, probably top three. Denzel would be number one, bro. He would be before Trump or anybody crazy. So, like, just because <laughs> that man, you know, he, him letting me say his name and shit, like, really got me indoors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, bro. I mean, he and he gave you an opportunity, too. Yeah, like, for you know, sure. For sure. Clubs and all that. And that's another thing. Like, I just, you know, I remember you speaking about how you waited for him outside that shit trying to get his attention and say, let me DJ here. And like I said before, just finding opportunity and taking advantage of it, which you did. Um, but yeah, Denzel, he's my fucking favorite active all time. I'll see anything he's in. Um, and I'm trying to think who else. Man, somebody, I would love for it to be somebody in the sports world. Maybe Aaron Judge. I'm a Yankee fan. Okay, shit. That would actually be probably the easiest one out of all of them. Maybe Aaron Judge. You know, he's from, well... He's from, like, near Stockton area. I didn't know that, dude. I just know he's yeah. a fucking... I didn't know how tall that motherfucker was. And I was yeah, like, God, he's 6'7", seven, bro, 285. But he don't look 6'7", fam. People all say... Because, like, you know, I mean, I've done his cards and everything, and yeah. my man looks 6'10", to most people. Like, when <laughs> people see Ron Artest, when people saw LeBron, they look bigger than their height, you know what I'm saying, because of their, their size, so... Yeah, uh, but, yeah, he's a... Uh, he also went to Fresno State, too. Okay, shit, okay. So he got something with Derek Carr and fucking, uh, yeah. what's my man's name? Uh, Devontae Adams. Okay, so uh, I'm in New York. I'm in Manhattan. And I'm trying to go up, up, super uptown, right? You come swoop me up in the car. And you're taking me to lunch in the Bronx. Where are we going to get lunch at? Well, I probably, the area, I don't know exactly what spot. No, no, no. Can, can I tell you something real quick? Yeah. I've always wanted an official chopped cheese. And they said it started in the Bronx. Oh, uh, I don't know. If it, they said it started in the Bronx. That's what they say, but I thought it was from Harlem. But people say it's the Bronx. I thought it was a Harlem thing too. But I mean, honestly, I like Little Italy. Um, it's Arthur Avenue in the Bronx. It's literally transformed into Italy. I mean, they, they got fucking owners of stores there speak Italian. People nah, walking. Fuck, fuck all that, bro. Where that Puerto Rican food at, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> I mean. The best Puerto Rican food would be in my mom's crib, honestly. Then we, then we, then we go in there then, fam. Yeah, facts. That we would go there because my mom throws down. Then we go in there then, dog. But, uh, yo, Will, man, I seriously, I do appreciate it. Um, I try to interact as much as I can with y'all. Uh, you seem like a real dude. I can't wait till we can link up. And I appreciate it. And um, Hopefully you do that um, that giant shit you was talking about before. Yeah, we're going to do that. And we also do a Dan Busters thing out there in the Bay. So, you know, yeah, we'll get yeah. it in. I'm in, bro. I'm looking forward to that, man. I've been fucking with you for a minute. Uh, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much again. I'm really grateful for you listening to the show and just even chiming in right now. No doubt, bro. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to listening, man. When, when's this dropping, by the way? It'll be up Monday. 
Monday. But all right, bro. Looking forward to it. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Yep. Like. What's up? It's DK Metcalf, man. I just want to wish my big bro, Ben Baller, a happy 300th episode on this podcast, man. Peace out. Yo, yo, BTB Army. We got the last guest on the show. Again, like I said, man, thank you to everyone who's been on here. This is about the fans, the super fans, the listeners, the aka the BTB Army. Um, we got David Diaz, aka Lonnie, from uh actually, damn, where are you from? Fresno. Fresno, California. My man is from Fresno, California, the 559, the Central Valley. Yeah. Man, Dave was good, bro. Man, I just got off work. I was trying to figure out like everything, but on the clock, I didn't even know what was going on. Boom, boom, you messaged me, and now I'm here. Yeah, That's man. really what it is. So, um, I forgot. So, by the way, guys, David part time was running a uh, Odd Future kind of Tyler the Creator fan page. Um, actually had some traction. Like, which one is the bigger page? So, in numbers. Loiter yeah. Squad is bigger. My homie is the one that owns Reporters. I ran that with him. Like, stories and engagement is bigger. But it's just kind of weird because Loiter Squad has a lot of dead followers. There's like 40 to 30K worth of dead followers that are just from back in the day. But, but, how, but many, how, many follow, it, how many followers total does it have? It has like shit, 98K. Oh, okay. I thought it was more. I don't know why. But so you had 100K. Almost. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It was like 50 when I bought it. You said work. So what do you do for a living, David? Oh, I work part-time at the Save Mart Center. It's an arena in my town. I do ushering over there, and then I do part-time at me and Ned's. It's like a local uh, Central Valley pizza place. And then I run a clothing company, my own business. So hold on real quick. Hold on. Save Mart, what kind of events happen there? Uh, Keith Sweat, you know, Elton John performance, shit like that. Stuff nice. like that. Artists come. Nice, yeah, it's nice, crazy. Nice. And then real quick, you have a clothing line called Taro. Yeah, Taro, California. Yeah, definitely. And tell me a little about that. So it's basically um, just art. It's art-based clothing brand, like a lot of like, you know, Takashi or Hello Kitty. But it's like my own touch to it. So I get inspiration from golf wing, from just everywhere, just from everywhere, everything. Cartoons, like from like SpongeBob type shit. But it's just my brain and what I think is cool, basically. Okay, why Taro? What does the name come from? So Taro is a root that's grown in Asia. Mm -hmm. They use it in boba. They make bread. They make, man, they make all kinds it's of shit. It's my daughter's favorite boba, by the way. Like her favorite smoothie is a Taro smoothie. Oh, that's tight. It's awesome. Yeah. She does like, she get like smoothies? Does she get milk teas ever? She gets smoothies. She gets a milk tea. She's like, Daddy, I want Taro. She said a lot. I've posted my stories before. She's like, I want Taro, Daddy. I want Taro. Yeah, that's funny. I think you posted on your birthday. That's funny. I'm a boba fanatic, man. Yeah, I used to be back favorite. in like 20 years ago. I was a freak. Um, <laughs> so I got a question, bro. When and why did you begin listening to Behind the Baller? In 2020, it was a weird time. And I mean, I was like, okay, COVID, we're about to go in lockdown. Everything's going fucking crazy. I didn't want to listen to a lot of the same old, same old. So I was like tuning in because that's when I really started to get into like your personality type shit. 
And then I was like, dang, he's dropping a lot of gems. He's giving advice. He's telling us like, oh, he let us know about the virus way before everybody else. And it was just like, I really connected to that, you know, plus all the business and everything. It just like perfect. So you start listening like around episode in the hundreds? Yeah, before episode 100, which is one of my favorite episodes, by the way. Okay, well, I was just asking the next question is, what is your favorite episode? Like, it doesn't have to be a number, but was there a special guest? Was there an actual episode? Like, what was your... I think it's probably the one with your wife, because I feel like that was such a crazy dynamic, because I feel like we got to see a side that we don't get to see. Like, when you brought up, I think it was your sister-in-law. Like, I will never forget when you brought up that she said... You're like a pit bull and you're like, that's some dumb shit. And then your wife was laughing and she's like, well, no, it's because you're like, you're feisty, but you're cute or something. Either your wife said that or your sister-in-law. Someone said that shit, but it was funny (laughs) as fuck. That was like my favorite episode because you get to really see like a side of you that you don't get to see on the other shit. No, that's what's up. That's what's up, bro. So if you could choose three dream guests of yours to be on Behind the Baller, who would they be? Oh, that's a really good question. I think one would be Rocky because I know you guys are just close. I don't know if, you know, I would just like to hear, see more of that dynamic and hear more about that. I know we were talking about that in the space the other day and that shit had me dying for a week. You know what's funny is, is I really would wonder if like, damn man, that's a close friend of mine, you know? So I really wonder what the fuck, like, I don't want to talk about the beginning. You know, it's already been talked about certain things. Like, I really wonder how honest he'd be with me. I don't mean honest like he'd lie, but I mean like he'd be like, yo, man, go get me a sandwich. You know, he would just say some crazy shit because, you know, he's a funny dude. But I would actually, you know, that'd be a good idea. I haven't really thought about it and, and how. And again, I tell people all the time, we're just getting started. So, you know, no, definitely. It's like, I feel like the best people I want to save for later. But like, yeah, I mean, that's that's cool. Okay, so name two others. Taco. Taco. I would say taco. I want to hear about the Netflix. I mean, as you've said it so many times, but I, we only got to see him like talk about it, like on a story, of, you know, or a tweet. I want to hear like you guys actually go in. It's a funny ass thing. Talk about, you know, like what he's doing about like your stories with him. I think that shit would be interesting. You know, it's so good, man. Travis is such a great guy. And it's so fucking funny that he still has my fucking Netflix password. It's so, to oh this fucking day. And gosh. like, it could be someone super famous like Kaya Gerber, who's a fucking biggest supermodel in the world. And she'd be like, Wayson, why do you have Taco on your Netflix? Because like, I'll like pull it up. Like, oh, let me show you. Did you see the show? And she'd be like, Wayson, go back to Taco. I'm like, because they're good friends. Yeah. And I'm back, dude. Taco's little cheap ass motherfucking ass is not paid for no fucking Netflix in like nine, oh my it's gosh. been it's nine years now nine or ten years dude he's had it it's crazy it's fucking nuts <laughs> that's, all right that's l- hilarious l- last guess who would it be ah uh, george george lopez i mean he's been on the show he was in the first like 50 episodes oh yeah i haven't i have a lot to dig i'm like 2020 so that was a I'm really under- really good episode actually because he i didn't know i had no idea that sandra bullock of all people sandra fuck i love sandra bullock like sandra uh-huh. bullock gave him his start in hollywood i had no idea I didn't even know that. That's wild. Yeah, he, no, he's No, I'm like... I'll get him back on. I'm doing his podcast too soon. Oh, shit. That's tight. Um, Either Takashi or someone. No, I, I don't... No. Like, if video something, that shit would be tight. 
I just would. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just I don't really rock with dudes' philosophy and whatever. No, it is. no, 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 no. Murakami. Oh, you know what's funny? Not that, dude. So Murakami is definitely set to come on the show. We haven't figured oh. out when, but uh, I'm gonna have him on. We're gonna talk. He's there. Probably be uh, Yuko as translator because you know that's that's my dog. like my big bro. So oh, definitely yeah. Takashi Murakami definitely be on the show, man. So that'd be crazy. Um, no, by yeah. the way, so David, you are you Mexican? What are you Hispanic? Like, what's your ethnic background? Hispanic. I'm Hispanic. Mexican American. Yeah. Beautiful. Fucking fantastic. Okay. Thank you. So sir. I, I pull up to the five five nine. I get off. I'm on the ninety nine freeway. I get off, and you come pick me up. We're in Fresno. Mm -hmm. Where are you taking me to lunch? You're insane. I would take you. There's this new chicken place that just uh, chicken sandwich place fucking phenomenal it's called chicken bros bro i thought it was just like i knew it was good because uh my homeboy he owns boba pub his name is tony and he was like i'm gonna get a store chicken bros they're from the bay area they're so good fuck angry chicks blah, 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 blah. i'm like i believe you i see the pictures but i tried it today it's fucking smacking i would take you there is I know you chicken? like chicken, like fried sandwiches. chicken, or oh, chicken sandwiches. Okay, chicken sandwiches, super good. That's where I would take you right there. Okay, really well, good. That's what's up, bro. I appreciate you, man. Well, hey, Dave, aka Taro, aka Lonnie. Um, I yes, appreciate sir. you coming on the show. I do appreciate you listening to the podcast, and I appreciate everyone that's listening to this. But seriously, Dave, thank you so much for tuning in, and thank, thank you for you. just chiming in for you know for a few questions. Of course, no, thank you. I mean, everybody appreciates what you do for us and for the culture and for like, you know, sending people, like, you know, supporting people in need. Like, you do so much for the culture, man. Like, thank you. You're a legend. Um, man, I'm excited. I'm so grateful, man. We got to run it again, brother. For sure. All, All right, right Doug. Talk to you later, bro. All right. All right. Peace. Bye. Shout out my brother, Van Ball at 300th episode. You know this is special. My boy, keep killing it. And tell my nephews to call me. Yo, thanks Lil Uzi. First of all, motherfucker, you forgot to tell people who the fuck you were with that shout out. But there's a video on the page, you'll be able to see it. But yo, man, um, yeah, that was weird. It, like, real. Uzi so fucking crazy yeah man I don't know that's crazy man it's it's funny because he used to talk to my I'm sorry my son London used to FaceTime Uzi all the time because he didn't have a lot of people to FaceTime he'd have like his uncle Vince he'd have his grandmother his grandfather and me and, and Nicolette you know what I mean so once he could have somebody different he would literally random FaceTime fucking Uzi Uzi pick up it's fucking crazy anyways uh, this is where we're gonna talk about some random ass shit obviously talk about what I'm doing here and all that but the CDC and the World Health Organization has said now rainwater isn't safe to drink anymore. And it's crazy because it rained a little bit yesterday here. But like, rainwater? And the reason why is because it has forever chemicals. When is this shit going to stop? We got monkeypox. We got COVID. They got to control. It's going to be all kinds of shit. And I'm, man, I'm about to interview somebody with monkeypox. That's definitely my next fucking guest that I want to have. Anybody who has, like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. If anybody knows someone with monkeypox, like, for real, no cap, send them my way. Tell them to email 
bbdtc213 at gmail.com. I need to have a motherfucker on the guest. But we can't drink rainwater. Not that I really drank rainwater. And I know it was nasty. Have you ever had your car out in the rain? And it could be some simple, clean rainwater. Oh, you thought it was clean? That shit ain't clean. You could be in Seattle. It don't fucking matter. Your car's fucked up after that, and it's bad for the car. Now, it, like, I don't know who the fuck was drinking rainwater. I don't know. But that's fucking nasty. And it's crazy if you were fucking dying of fucking thirst and, and dehydration, drank that shit. I don't know. We didn't get to talk about this because, um, one, I had uh, just dropped the episode last Monday. And then um, on Thursday, we didn't have an episode. But Trump got busted um, at Mar-a-Lago. They, they raided his crib while he was gone. They waited till he left and the FBI and all that. And I don't really, I mean, it's just funny to me. It's laughable, right? And so Dick Stain is crying about it, crying about the FBI. You see all this shit. What's fucking funny is there aren't that many channels here in Cabo San Lucas as far as American TV. There's Fox News and there's CNN. I don't really watch CNN anymore. But if you watch Fox News, bro, it's been a fucking week and they're still livid. They're going crazy like the far right psychopath motherfuckers. They're going nuts. They're still talking about it. And they said, you know, the judge had just unsealed the fucking the documents and the search warrant, all that shit. The fucking um, GOP slamming the politicization of the fucking DOJ, FBI. Motherfucking Trump, you hired the FBI, dude. And again, we don't talk about politics. I just think it's fucking hilarious. They busted him and people are like, no, man. I had homies of mine, old business partners of mine, like, yo, listen, Trump's never going to jail. It's never going to happen. It's too much, da, 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 blah, blah. Look, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Not because I hate the dude or whatever. Yeah, look, I don't give a fuck how strong you think whatever's going on. Be like, they're going after you. I'm sure they are. The government's fucked up. Left, right, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. I think the motherfucker's about to go to jail. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Um, on Thursday, while our episode should have dropped, I had a very long overdue lunch with Jimmy Jam. James Harris, one of the fucking most legendary producers in music, not just fucking black music, but in music period, this man is fucking produced just insane amount of songs, right? Every smash hit of Janet Jackson's, he was producing shit with Prince and um, he had um, SOS band. This is a lot of older shit, right? But newer guys, all kinds of stuff. Um, Lil Duval did a song who, which ended up being multi-platinum called Living My Best Life. And it was a fucking Midnight Star song. Guess what? Fucking production by fucking my man Jimmy Jam. So we sat down, had a fucking almost four-hour lunch. And the reason why, not only was I so interested in sitting with him because of the music background, he's got to come on the show for sure and he's down, but because this man raised three kids and was around and present and just like, He's such a fucking, he's, I mean, that's one of the things I respect so much about him. Beautiful daughter, Bella, two boys. One ended up playing fucking college basketball at Arizona State. Uh, both, all three of them golf, and they're pretty good. While his wife and his daughter were out having vacations and going PJs to Cabo, he was jumping on Southwest with his sons, and he don't even know that. I've been talking about that, you know? And he just like grinds, you know what I mean? Dude got, he's breaded up the whole night, but he told me this legendary story. And I had to talk about this, right? And I just had to. He talked about the day that Prince kicked him out of the time. 
Now, if you guys are older here, you know who Prince is. I mean, some of you young dudes really don't know who the fuck that is. I'm talking about this is literally top five greatest musician ever in history. Probably top one greatest actual musician who can play, sing, produce. He can play like five instruments as good as fucking the best people in the world. Guitar, you name it. Drums, keyboards. He's fucking talented. And so he talked about something when God comes in, when nature comes in, and it's got nothing to do with you anymore. And he's touring. He's on tour with, with uh, The Times. He's on tour with Prince. And he decides to go with his partner, Terry Lewis. Yeah, this company called Flight Time. By the way, they have fucking Missy Elliott's publishing deal. They had all this shit. But you could just Google Jimmy Jam production. You see the songs. It's insane. It is literally in fucking incredible. And, uh, you know, he's an older dude, but great story. Tells me he goes to Atlanta because they're in New York. They decide to fly to Atlanta to produce a song for the SOS band. And um, I forgot if it was fucking um, Just Be Good to Me. I, don't, I forgot which song it was, but it was a massive monster platinum hit. And when they're in Atlanta, they get snowed in. They're trying to get airplanes. And at the time back then, remember, there's no fucking cell phones. There's no nothing. There's not even, you don't even fucking know the news. You don't know shit about nothing. If snow's in there, boom, and it wasn't even that bad considering these guys are from Minnesota. So Atlanta ain't really deal with snow like that. Every single flight's canceled. They're thinking about even driving. The only problem is, Remember, back in the 70s, there's no fucking GPS. There's nothing. So you have roadmaps, but at the same time, like Thomas guys, it wasn't really that sophisticated. So you could actually drive for fucking 12 hours and be going the wrong direction. It's crazy shit back in the day. I don't think you guys understand how serious shit was and how different things are today and how technology has gotten a lot better. But it was just a different time back then. So anyways, they're supposed to go to San Antonio for this show and they missed the show because they're in Atlanta producing a boom. If they were never in Atlanta producing a song... They would have made the show and boom, whatever. So Prince told them he didn't want them fucking um, producing any art records for anybody else. You know, boom. He's just kind of being like what, from Diddy to Dre, and everyone says that shit sometimes when they have an artist or whatever. And so he fires them in person. And Jimmy's like, all right, cool. Fuck this shit. I'm out of here, man. You know what I mean? They get fined. I forgot how much money. So he got fined like $3,500. And they're only making three, dollars $400 a week or something. So he's like, man, fuck this shit. So... He decides to go to the studio where they're mixing the song. And the guy goes, man, this song's a fucking hit. You ain't got to worry about shit. Like, don't worry about Prince. Like, this shit's huge. And the crazy part is, that was the start of their fucking production career and songwriting and everything. And this is fucking, like, a massive song. Like, some of y'all that are in your 30s, your parents 100% know. If you're in your 20s, your parents should know who the SOS band is. Obviously, they should know who Janet Jackson is and fucking Usher. And there's so many fucking songs, four MDs, you name it. But as I'm having lunch with him, we're sitting down at the Polo Lounge and this is a place I've been going to for 30 years. Now, 30 years ago, my mom was paying for a meal here. It was like a graduation thing, you know, come here once in a while. 20 years ago, it was something special where I would sell some kicks and me and Methamphibian to come celebrate a big thing. And then like, you know, probably 15 years ago, I was coming a little more often, right? And it was the first place to serve a $40 Kobe burger back in like 2001. And you're always going to run into somebody enormous there. I don't mean just like a small, you're going to, on a random Monday morning, you're going to see Tom Hanks there. I've run, ran into fucking Nicole Kidman, you know, Jeffrey Katzenberg, uh, Ron Burke, just big fucking players. You know, I've seen fucking Bill Gates there. I've seen 
you name it, huge fucking stars. Drake was living there for a while, but Nude Old is a legendary place. And as I'm sitting there, it's not that he's major, it was just fucking funny. Kevin Federline walks right by us. And I'm only laughing because, you know, he's trending, top trending because of um, this video he released on Britney Spears. And Kevin Federline, by the way, shout out to Clovis, California, which is right next to Fresno. It's just fucking hilarious. I don't know why this story. I just brought it up. But yeah, man, Jimmy Jam's a legend. Had a great fucking meal at the Polo Lounge. Um, been coming there forever. I've brought great cars there and all kinds of shit. These guys have seen me. And you know, now they treat me like, like somebody, right? I probably go there once a month. Nothing crazy. My wife loves going there. I remember when me and my wife first started dating. The first month we started dating and Nicolette was spending the night more often here and there. Decided to get some lunch there. Ran into Kim Kardashian. Kim was pretty fucking famous in 2010. You know what I'm saying? She was definitely very, very famous. This is, you know, and the show's a hit. And I see her, I'm like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Boom. She gives me a hug. Kim texts me later on that day and she's like, yo, your girl looks a lot like me. And for a long time, if you Googled Asian Kim Kardashian, my wife would pull up. It was really weird. Anyways, just random times going through there in the last 10 years. I've had a lot of meals there. Pull up. The valet knows me. They parked the car in the front the whole night. I could be in my fucking Tesla. They park it right in fucking front. But I sit to get an iced vanilla latte with almond milk. And my fucking latte has the BB logo in it. Now, if that ain't some shit, I don't know what to say. The fucking maitre d', the waiter, these people are coming up like, yo, what's up? How you doing? Just incredible service. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm only saying this because I'm just, I'm impressed that I'm even noticed by at a place at this level, this fucking echelon. So guys, anyways, as you know, we're in Cabo San Lucas. We have missed this trip twice now and there's no stopping us. There are motherfucking, the airline tried to fuck with my flight. There was some stupid ass shit that this fucking um, phone service lady, the fucking um, telephone service that they do in fucking India and fucking Philippines, this lady fucked my flight up. And because the flight got canceled due to COVID, I thought we we're going to lose the, they gave us flight credit, whatever, boom. You know, it was like $8,000 flight credit for five fucking tickets to Cabo. We're not even going to fucking New York. It's a two-hour flight. $8,000. Okay? We had to fucking fly Economy Plus. And people were like, oh, poor baby, whatever. And like Ryder is at the fucking airport. He's like, what's wrong with the economy? Is that okay? And I was like, yeah, no, ain't nothing wrong with it. I don't want him to start trip, whatever, because that's like some ultra fucking just shitty shit to say, right? But I haven't flown a fucking, I mean, with United, I haven't flown an economy flight in United in maybe fucking nine years. I mean, I don't know how long it's been, but so anyways, I buy the entire row of seats and I buy the row in front of me. So I buy nine seats so we can fucking not have to worry about shit and everything. And because of that, these stupid motherfuckers are supposed to put extra seat instead of Ben Yang twice. They put Ben Yang twice. So I was at the fucking airport for four hours dealing with this shit. Thank fucking God. I almost fucked up this Wash Lord invitational meeting that I had with Popeye. And I came back the next morning and was still fucked up. Thank God we worked it out, whatever. Got here. Sorry about that little stupid story. It pissed me off, so I thought I had to tell you guys. But we're here. And I'd say probably on my dime, I don't got no sponsor, motherfucker. I ain't talking about sponsors and doors. I'm talking about my actual, I don't have no people paying for my trips, um, especially on vacations. But, you know, I would say in the last 10 years, nah, I would say the last eight years, I think I've only stayed at five-star resorts here, right? And inflation has hit this city like a fucking brick shitter. 
like a fucking a block of army of bricks, right? Like Christian Okoye through a strong safety, like blowing by the motherfucking little dudes, man. Cause like, yo, this motherfucking trip, and that's including the goddamn fucking economy seats or economy plus seats or whatever the fuck the upgraded economy, whatever the fuck it is. I could have bought a goddamn used Tesla Model 3 for what we pay for this vacation. But it was nothing going to stop us. If motherfuckers got monkeypox, we coming in this bitch. We'd be taped up. Straight up, okay? So I'm just glad my wife just got back from Ibiza. Having a great fucking time. The 36 hours we've been here has already been fucking amazing. But I will say this. Check-in was a little sus. Not going to talk about this resort unless they want to cut me a check. I'm not going to tag them unless they want to give me a check. Someone who's listened to this is a friend of mine. I will tell you where we at. But for a family-friendly resort, this place is by far the best five-star hotel I've stayed at in Cabo San Lucas. That is kid-friendly and that has a legit, real, like, kid, like a, a children care, care center, whatever I mean, fucking daycare. The fucking crazy part is that it's all-inclusive. So, like, unless you're drinking Casamigos or better, Class Azul and shit, the good shit... You got to pay for that, which is fine, you know, but all the food is pretty much free here. Now, if you wanted to upgrade to a better steak or a better like Toro or something, they got bombs. They got, it's, I'm just really impressed by this place, especially all-inclusive is really not good. That's why I, I was reluctant. But when I saw the room, I was like, yo, I got to be here. Like I said, I've been coming here for 25 years, okay? You can't beat cop. Motherfuckers are coming here from Texas, from all over the place here and there. Yo, it's two hours from L.A., you can't beat that shit. And the craziest part about it is, been coming here forever, right? The fucking golf here is insanity. And my wife was like, yo, you ain't bringing your clubs. You ain't even practice swinging in the room. But she was being cool yesterday. It was kind of nice. Broke away for a little bit for a quick four or five holes. London, London getting nice and shit. You know what I'm saying? But we're at the airport. And I see people with their sticks. I'm looking at my baggage claim. There's sticks all over the place. Motherfuckers got clubs. People got cribs here. There's like four or five amazing courses here. And there's three that I would say would be in the top 20 in all the United States. If not all of North America. It's fucking crazy. So yeah, man. We're having a really good time here in Cabo. Chilling at Mango Deck today. I'm so sad. Edith's in the office are closed. So if you guys are trying to come out here and think you're going to the office or Edith's, yo, both them spots are shut down until October. They're doing renovations. So you're going to have to hit Rosa Negra or fucking, um, uh, they got a fucking um, bagatelle here now. Obviously, Nick San is best sushi on the island or on the fucking, I'm sorry, on the beach. And I love it. But yo, um, pivoting into a little bit of sports, a tiny bit. Actually, you know what? Real quick, it's crazy. I saw Elvis and I said this movie's going to suck. Didn't want to watch it, but whatever. Bought it. Fucking movie was good. Like, fuck Elvis. But the movie was fucking good. Like, damn. Like, I was fucking impressed. And, yo. Like, I was like, I'm not paying $24 for this shit. There was nothing else to watch. Elvis is fucking good. Okay, sorry. Now, I don't watch preseason NFL football. Never have, never cared. Maybe might have, like, you know, in the late 90s. Mid 90s, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Never in now. We're going on 11, right? Yes. On 11 years as a season ticket holder of the Seahawks, have I watched one preseason game? Not once. Okay. And I watched the Seahawks-Steelers game, you know, 
there was parts and times where I was turning my head away because of the airport and shit, whatever. But yo, we lost by a touchdown. And it didn't even fucking matter because I don't think they gave a fuck. And it was like, you had Andrew Luck going against the fucking, you know, the worst, worst fucking defense on the Steelers. Gino, I don't think he looked great. I also don't think he looked bad. So I'm even more confused about what the fuck is going on. As of right now, Gino is the starter. I think Drew Luck is definitely probably maybe a better skilled quarterback. Just think that Gino knows our offense better. I don't know if that's going to stick with a while, right? If, if they give Drew more reps against the second team defense and like him running with the first team offense, shit could change. At this point, man, I'm just like, fuck it. It is what it is, man. I'm just, you know, we got nothing to lose. Um, You know, I just want us to fucking, you know, shit. I would love for us to fucking somehow fight for a wild card and do better than that. But if we fucking beat the Niners this year twice, I'm talking mucho shit. Because I saw the Trey Lance. Fuck all that pre... Look, I've seen so many fucking games in preseason that never mattered. And they didn't. We beat teams that fucking beat us during the real season. But oh, shit. No one ain't fucking talking about... Man, shut the fuck up. Tell you this, though. I will be there. For that motherfucking September 12th, Monday Night Football home opener versus bitch-ass Russell Wilson. Do you see that shit with that new term? He's like, oh, let's rock. Man, shut the fuck up, man. And you know how mad I was about dude last season. Once I found out all that shit, fuck, bro. Um, I am going to be there, yes, definitely for a few days in Seattle. Hopefully it's not raining. I'm going to bring my fucking sticks out there. My boy Josh uh, Decker is going to take me. But it's a bunch of people. Fuck Quant. Well, no, I can't play with Quandre. I can't play with them. They can't play during the season like that. But um, speaking of the Seahawks, after I posted that video of those two rattlesnakes mating, right, at Angeles, Tyler Lockett, yes, Tyler Lockett, number 16 of my beloved Seahawks, texted me to tell me that he was playing at a random course I'm not going to name the course, in Seattle, and a big ass, he said big. Now, Tyler's not a very big dude. He's like 175, 5'10", whatever, 5'11". He saw a big ass brown bear. And I said, so fucking what, bro? LOL. I was like, yeah, man, so what, dog? You can run a 4240. Shit, run. He goes, man, dog, you ain't going to run. That ain't it. I was like, bro, you got your clubs. You figure something out. And he didn't text back. He was like, man, fuck it. But you know, the funny thing is, I thought I told that story in the last episode. But Josh Decker said he didn't, he didn't, you know, remember that. And he would remember if it was a Seahawks story. But then if I did say it already, man, fuck y'all. I said it again. <laughs> All right. A uh, little exciting news. I've been asked by the Los Angeles Dodgers, my home team, to throw out the first pitch at the game this Friday at Dodger Stadium, right, versus the Marlins for Korean Heritage Night. Now, the crazy part is, I get back Thursday night from Cabo. So Friday, I got like some light work to do in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no jet lag. It's only hour ahead. So as far as I know, I'm going to find out today if it's 100%. My agent's going to let me know. Obviously, XL Sports Management, shout out to them. They represent Kershaw, Walker Bueller, fucking shit, a ton of Dodgers. I talked about uh, um, letting one more person in. I'm going to just... Give away a spot to the Wash Lord Invitational, right? And I'll just place you. I'll figure out a place to place you because we're at 144. I'm going to cancel a sponsor. And I'm going to have a Wash Lord play-in tourney. 
Now, the crazy thing is, it ain't going to be a lot of people. We, we're going to have like 24 people playing this Watch Lord playing tourney. Okay? And um, in that 24, we aren't doing no scramble, no shamble, no best this and that, whatever. And what's going to happen is there's going to be probably, you know, six foursomes, right? And I'll ride along with motherfuckers. We're going to figure this out. Might even do fucking 18. I don't know just yet. When I do 18, what am I talking about 18? I might even do 16. I don't know. I might have four foursomes play. I'm going to figure it all out. Before 16 or 24, it's going to be one of those two numbers. So if you have a 14 handicap or better, no bullshit. And Angelus is tough. Then fuck it, what you got to lose? Play for it. All you got to do is pay 100 bucks, fucking play. And that ain't paying to me. That's what it costs to play at Angelus. So I ain't making no money on it. But, you know, we're going to have a wash lord play in tourney. The winner, the best motherfucking score. If it goes to a dead heat, then they go to a playoffs. But the best score that day, and you're playing by real USGA rules, the best score that day, okay, gets a free spot in the wash lord tournament. Okay. And by the way, guys, don't forget, we're doing a long drive tourney. Uh, contest. We're doing a putting challenge. Don't forget, I'm giving away a motherfucking brand new, not a used, a brand new Rolls Royce Ghost for the hole in one. It's 159 yards from the white tees. I don't know who the fuck is going to make that shit. It's like still like one in 80, maybe 100,000. No shit even worse than that. Maybe it's, it's, it's a crazy shot, but I, I hope somebody gets it. I'll tell you that. And there are a good amount of BTB Army members that are playing that shit, but um, said it last week but for sure now i've canceled my trip to tokyo next month i've pushed it back to october and that's due to getting a work visa i didn't know that was it was one thing to go with cuddy but it was another thing because i couldn't get a work visa and murakami didn't know how to figure that out whatever i was like man this is too much of a nightmare fuck all that plus i'd be flying literally the day i get back from fucking seattle then i gotta go to fucking now fuck all that so um i'm gonna be out there with kid cuddy he's got a show on the 17th of october I'm going to be out there chilling, getting it with him, getting it with Murakami, just getting that work in, be walking through Harajuku, going to be eating fucking curry, fucking every other day, unagi, going to be getting that fucking manch, man. But guys, that is 300, and I fucking love you all. I truly do. I love you guys so fucking much. You have no idea. I cannot wait to announce this major network that we are signing with this major studio. I thought I was going to fuck. I was hoping to mention it on today's episode. But the ink isn't dry just yet. And now we're getting this all dialed in. But I will promise you this, guys. Okay? They have full, full video studio. All that. We are going to do video at least once a week. Probably, you know, maybe every Thursday or every Monday, there's going to be videos. There's going to be a video show. All right, until I get fully adjusted to video, and then it's going to be full video, meaning it's going to be two video episodes a week, two audio episodes a week. You don't have a fucking, you know, you ain't got time. You want to listen to it and drive? Beautiful. You want to be chilling at home, watching on YouTube, and see my ugly ass face? Great. Okay, because most of you guys have asked for it, and it's beautiful. I've been waiting for some of my special guests to not do this till we get to video, but it's a different level now because it's being done right, and I didn't want to come in not yang banging. You know what I mean? And again, I promise this also. I promise to bring you the best possible podcast in the world. 
Okay, now you know I've been juggling so much with jewelry, other sponsor shit. I'm also trying to play golf. I'm trying to get better. I'm doing other stuff. But now that this vacation is happening and I'm getting to just chill, I have no fuck. My phone has no, it's not been on fucking, um, the ringer hasn't been on. I have no alarms going off. And what that means is every day, 6 a.m., boom, wake up. 6.30, kids breakfast. 7 a.m., go to golf practice. This, this, boom, boom. Take this, eat here. Intermittent fasting begins. Intermittent fasting stops. Record here. Hit this person. Fucking I have 15 alarms a day. Ain't no alarms here. We're just chilling, eating, and good. And you know what? I've changed my intermittent fasting in Cabo to 12 and 12, meaning I eat for 12 hours. I fast for 12 hours. All right. But guys, listen, I am slowly pivoting my life and my career to full-time podcasting. And trust me, it will get a lot better when I clear some shit off my plate. And I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to sign with this major. Jordan and Miles are fucking ecstatic about it. Okay? But, ladies and gentlemen, that sound that you hear in the background is none other than Beats by Lakey, the fucking god. And you know when you hear that sound, you know that it's it's the end of the show. Okay, guys? So I hope you all have a wonderful week. God bless. I can't tell you guys so much. Thank you. 300 fucking episodes. Thank you so much. Always remember to make it a great day. Always remember, this is not your practice life. All right, y'all. Peace, y'all.